0: You're listening to the Calvary Church Audio Experience, designed to empower and encourage you throughout your week.
1: The podcast, episode nine, living the abundant life through the new and better covenant continued. Hey, what's good, everybody? Ben Daly here, and I want to welcome you back to the podcast. I created this thing with one thing in mind, and that's every week. I want you to be reminded of the gospel, the good news. Listen, in a world full of bad news, there's got to be a place you go to every single week to hear some good news. So welcome. We're going to have a good time today. My very special guest, Dr. Lynn Hiles, is back. We didn't finish our conversation last week, and I'm going to introduce him again in just a moment. But let me say this. No matter what platform you are listening on today or if you're watching on the video format, this podcast is, um, is really designed for you to take some goodness on the go. I don't care what you're doing today. You may be driving. You may be running errands. You may be jogging. You may be at the gym. Uh, You may be, uh, you know, just trying to work it out. You may be cleaning your house, cleaning your apartment, cleaning out your car. You may be sending emails, sending a tweet. Listen, I want to encourage you. And if you're encouraged, would you please add this podcast to your rotation. And while you're there, make sure to review. Would you just leave like, you know, five stars and, uh, you know, what you think about it and maybe, you know, a, a, a little something. Help us. Help us. We want to get good news out further and faster and, and, and you can, you can really help us do that. So glad to be here on the podcast with you and today ladies and gentlemen back by popular demand <laughs> Dr. Lynn Hiles is back last week you know I kind of told my story about how we met and what it meant to me and and different things but just let me let me give you a, a just a quick review Dr. Lynn Hiles he is just known internationally known for his dynamic uh revelatory preaching style and he holds a phd um and uh travels been traveling full time let's see here 40 plus years yep 41 you know you've been traveling longer than i've been alive i know <laughs> well no i'm a little older than that but 40 plus years his ministry uh also includes overseeing churches around the world he hosts uh, nationally televised program, Dr. Lynn Hiles, that you might have life. He is an author of some really good uh, books, uh, The Revelation of Jesus Christ, uh, From Law to Grace, uh, Unforced Rhythms of Grace. His newest book, the one we started kind of just touching on last time together, the great I am and I ripped off your subtitle living the abundant life through the new and better covenant and that's what we're kind of calling our talk today living the abundant life Dr. Hiles it's so good to have you back thanks for hanging out another week with me
0: Man, it's a blast. I love coming to Calvary. Man, the culture here is like the Queen of Sheba when she saw Solomon's, you know, uh, his, saw his his wisdom. She said the half's never been told. Wow. And she didn't just talk about the stuff he had, but how his servants were happy and the ascent by which she went up. And, you know, when you see people that are happy and you see what the gospel's producing at Calvary, it's a culture that it, I believe is captivating. People could just come here and visit and see not just what goes on in the pulpit but behind the scenes they're excited about the word excited because it gives you your life back mm. so we're just thrilled to be part of it and be glad to glad to be here just love hanging out with you guys if I didn't preach I'd just be all right with just hanging out with you man Come I enjoy on. you
1: love it you uh you 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 just finished um doing a uh, a Saturday morning session for us recently and um you know, it's amazing. I think you did about three hours of teaching and <laughs> folks came out to feed on the gospel. And uh, I'm telling you, when it's when it's good news, you want it. Yeah, you do. You know, when it, when it's really that good, you want it. Yep. And uh, And I love it. You've been committed to this message, the good news, for many, many years. You were preaching this stuff when I'm telling you, I don't know if anybody wanted to hear it, That's but true. you kept at it. Yeah. You kept swinging at it, and now everybody wants it. They want this good news and um, life. Jesus said, I came to give you life. Talking about abundant life through this new and better covenant. Jesus said, I came to give you life. I'm so glad he didn't say, I came to give you rules. I came to give you regulations. Um, He said, I came that you might have life. I used to think Christianity was kind of like another program, kind of another 12-step program, a sin management program. Yep. But the Christian life is really about the Christ life. Yeah, You receive life, life free, life full, abundant life. Talk about that, okay. abundant life. What does that mean?
0: Well, you know, one of the first times, of course, we've been talking about my new book, The Great I Am, and one of the things he says, I am the light of the world. But he starts out in the first chapters of John, and he said, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the life is the light. And, you know, I was thinking uh, recently, you know, my mother passed about a a month and a half ago. Hmm. And growing up in Pentecost around them, I can remember my mom would come to service just for an example, and she'd say, I saw a saint of God today at the grocery store, and I knew she was a saint, and she'd get that little jerk and hitch on her, Mm, you know, Mm, hallelujah. And I knew she would, mm, thank you, Jesus, that she was a saint of God by the glow on her face. And I'm thinking, Mom, I'm just a little kid then. I'm thinking, Mom, that's not a glow. That's a shine from no makeup. (laughs) And you didn't know her because she had a glow on her face. You knew because she didn't wear makeup. She had her hair in a beehive or a top knot and a dress down to her ankles and she looked like your dress code and you thought and her testimony is to she says that woman her life was such a light to the world except the world looks at that and says you mean your god makes you look like that and so what it is it wasn't a life it was a religion that made you feel like you were somehow separate from everybody else and holier Mm -hmm. than anyone else but inside of those people are some of the most miserable people on the planet because religion robs people of their life. Say that again. Not, not a relationship. Religion
1: when, robs you of
0: your life. Yep. Yeah, and, you know, I'm going to come back again to one of the things we said in, in John 10. G, this is another one of the I am's. John, in John 10, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber, and then he goes on down through there to say the sheep didn't hear the voice, of, you know, of the thief. But they, he heard the sheep did not hear him, that they heard the good shepherd. Mm. But he goes on to say, "I'm the door, I'm the door of the sheep, and I'm the way. I am." You thought the way into life was through the door of old covenant performance religion. And instead of it giving you life, it took your life. It was the some other way that was a thief and a robber to you. And in verse 9 and 10, it says, For the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And many times we blame the devil for that. And the devil might be involved, but the devil's never mentioned in John 10. The thief of John 10 is when you think there's some other way into the sheepfold, than through the door. And then Jesus says, but I am the way, I am the truth and the life. He says, I'm the door. And, uh, you know, um, for the thief coming, not for, for to kill, to steal, and to destroy.
1: So that's looking but for life.
0: In all the wrong in places. In all the wrong places. Yeah. And even to sometimes what we think is the answer, which is religion, there are people that sit in church pews every week who are, the life is draining out of them. Wow, I'm, I'm reminded of the woman with an issue of blood When I think that This woman wasn't bleeding from the nose She's bleeding from the point of intimate relationship mm. She's bleeding over the issue If I can say it like this Of righteousness You say well how do you connect that Because Isaiah said your righteousness Is like a filthy rag yeah. It's translated a menstrual cloth This woman was bleeding to death Over the righteousness issue and what she began to realize is that life is not coming into me life is running out of me and what i need to do is get the focus off of my self-righteousness and get my focuses on touching jesus wow because if i can touch jesus when she touched him an incredible exchange took place because under the law it was illegal for a woman who is bleeding to touch a man because if she touches him Leviticus says he becomes unclean by reason of her uncleanness Mm. well Jesus took our uncleanness and gave us his righteousness and when virtue ran out of him the woman was healed and the reality was Jesus was trying to get to the daughter of Jairus the 12 year old he's really trying to get to the next generation and the woman there's a picture of the church it's bleeding to death over the righteousness issue and the life is running out of them rather than life coming into them but the real gospel will give you back your life it'll give you back your peace they give you back your joy i've said this like i think it's funny but i've said if you play country music backwards you get your truck back you get out of jail your dog won't get run over by the train and uh, you know but it's the same is true if you play gospel backwards you get your looks back your wife back your joy back your peace back your kids will come back you get your money back you might get your life back the rest of it is a thief and uh, i believe that that religion is what we substitute for relationship but I believe that the gospel is being refocused and I'm so proud and appreciative of what you're doing here because it gives people, points them back to the only real thing, and that's him. He's the way. He's the truth. It's only through him that we have life. And we have not just life, but we have the abundant life.
1: I want to talk about that because it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't look like for a whole lot of us, you know, we talk about it, but it doesn't look like we're really living that kind of life, an abundant life. What does that mean when he says life? that's more abundant hey what's up Xander here and I'm one of the content creators here at Calvary you can stay connected to Calvary in a variety of ways follow us on social media by searching Calvary Church CC on Instagram and Facebook want to check out our YouTube search Calvary Church and subscribe and turn on post notifications the best way to stay connected though is by downloading the Calvary Church app Go to the App Store and search Calvary Church CC. Download the app, create your own profile, and turn on notifications so that you're always in the know about all things Calvary.
0: Well, you know, one of the things that I, in one of the chapters again I write here, I, I talk about Jesus said then that, that uh, you know, uh, he begins to introduce them to the concept of everlasting life now let me preface what i'm about to say by saying this but i believe everlasting life includes going to heaven when you die but really the word everlasting there is, is the greek word age or aeon and it's talking he's talking about the life of not just when you get to heaven, but the life of the coming age. And when Jesus said, you know, God so loved the world that whosoever believeth in him might not perish but have life mm. everlasting, it's the life of the coming age. Now, that includes going to heaven, but it's Aeonian Zoe, or the life of God. So we receive eternal life the moment we get born again. We so that's receiving that life. God life. Yeah, and so it's not just when you, in other words, you don't have to wait till you get to heaven to get this. And in the mind of a first century Jew, the coming age was the new covenant messianic period that was dawning on them right then because it was the close of the old covenant age and the birthing of the new covenant age. And Jesus said, let me define for you what this eternal life is. He said, this is life eternal, that you would know God the Father and the Son. So what he's saying is the life of the coming age is a life lived in the context of sonship, knowing God as Abba, as Father, rather than this austere old man on a Victorian chair with a club who you can never please. Right. But it's living life in the context of sonship out of relationship and a walk with God rather than out of the rules of the old covenant system that made you a slave under the old covenant You're a servant. Under the new covenant, you're a son. Son. And if you're a son, then you're an heir. And so the whole, to us, it's not a revolutionary concept when Jesus would say, I and my father are one. Mm. But they weren't used to anybody calling God father. They thought he blasphemed. They picked up stones to stone him because he's introducing this concept about God that he's not just this austere old man with a club who's going to judge you. He's Abba. Dad. and just like you dad, want to do dad. the best you can for Cade yeah dad thrills to see what you're doing and
1: that word Abba it's not just the word father it's a term of endearment it's a term of deep endearment yeah of a child yeah intimacy not just father dad dad it's like a child yeah. saying dad dad father talk about that
0: well you know I, you as a father. You want the best life on the planet for Cade.
1: Yes, any, and, good, and, any and, good father would. And, and
0: even in the things, because I think sometimes people misunderstand that when we preach grace, we're, we're thinking you can live any way you want. But if, if it's taking your life, you probably ought to stay away from it, not just religion, but anything that takes your life. Because, you know, even as you instruct your own son, and I believe the Holy Spirit instructs us and stuff and works in our lives, right. but you're not trying to instruct Cade because you don't want him to have fun. Same. you're trying to save him from all the pain of what will take his life and so the gospel begins to point you back to the source where you start to realize that if i live this life governed by holy spirit that i've received this eternal life the Come moment on. i got born again that it's going to do something inside of me that's going to begin to lead me and guide me in a path yes that i'm going to have this quality of life where i'm going to be blessed you know, you know, Deuteronomy chapter 10, uh, or, uh, chapter 10 and chapter 11, God says to them, I'm going to bring you the land where you're going to doesn't look like where you came from. Yeah. And he says, but I, I'm going to give you as the days of heaven on earth. Man, that's God's intention. If this thing started in a garden where all you had to do was get out of bed in the morning, and sing just another day in paradise and walk with God and talk with him and everything you need is divinely supplied, that's how it started. If God's plan is redemption, then that's where he's leading us back to. And the book of Revelation ends with a man in a garden, except in this one in the end of Revelation, there's no snake and there's no tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm. And I think that the, 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 the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the Garden of Eden is a picture of the law because by the law law is the knowledge of sin. And all it does is make you feel like I'm naked, I'm ashamed, I need to hide. And so we run from God rather than run to God. And God pursues Adam and says, where are you, Adam? Because God wants to bring us back into that. And when Jesus comes on the scene, He starts to preach about the kingdoms at hand, and He starts to talk about this abundant life because He wants to restore us not just a life most christianity believes they live a life of 70 or 80 years in misery and then when they die and go to heaven they can be happy that's such a lie Mm. because it's a thief but he wants us to live the abundant life
1: yeah it's like jesus someday in outer space or maybe even historic jesus way back there but what about jesus today that's the life yeah the life we were meant to live the christ life and, um, we could stay here. We, we, we could stay here for a while, but I can't do that because I don't have you another week. So I've got to jump quickly to something in this book that I think is so timely and I'm not going to let you stay here. Okay. I'm only going to let you touch on it All just right. a little bit to encourage the people. But, uh, before we go, you know, you think about the crazy year it's been everybody i mean around the world and you know the the virus seemed to be the beginning of the year none more than you know scary flu and then and then time goes on and and uh i mean if you would have said the beginning of 2020 that countries are going to shut down and and um you know across the world and that every day they're going to have death tolls on the on the screen, you know, every day rising and, and, uh, I mean, the pandemic, uh, became something that just shifted everybody's life. I think, I think there, there has been a, a shift in, in some things and, and, and then, uh, the political weirdness, you know, this, this year and the, the tensions and the, um, just the, the the fear and the uh, depression and anxiety and people overwhelmed by everything and and uh, you know some Christians are, are, are taking it you know a, a step further and talking about that boy you see all this stuff and it means it's the end of times and and boy, you hear then about that, and then you get you get even more anxious and <laughs> more afraid, and and you look at I mean that's why I'm so thankful for your material because you look uh, uh, across social media and you're going to find Christians drawn you know eerie similarities to the current events in the world in 2020 and and uh, and the 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 prophecy presented in the book of Revelation and. And uh, you know how the book foreshadows a series of catastrophic events that ravage the world, and the four horsemen, and uh, you know of the apocalypse, and the and the roles of of these characters have all kind of interpretations. By I don't care which preacher you're listening to, and talking about wars and plagues and famines and death. And I, you know, just, you know what I'm talking about. And, uh, one of the things that, that, that you swing out here in, in your new book is really some, even some good news about, uh, could it be good news even about (laughs) the end times? And, and, uh, you know, so for those that are listening, I mean, are we witnessing the end of the world and, 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 how does this good news we talk about fit with our view of end time you cannot spend a long time here we got just a couple of minutes they can get the book and they can get your other books yeah. but encourage the people today but
0: just just i think there's some there's a few clear things that help me matthew 24 what shall be the sign of your coming and the end of the world king james translates that end of the world it's actually every other translation what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age And uh, he he says in Hebrews 9, once in the end of the world, King James, he hath appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Once again, it's the same Greek word age. Once in the end of the age. The thing I would say to people is we must see that the end of the age is not the end of this age. It was the end of the old covenant age.
1: So all of this end time stuff we hear all the time is really not this big cosmic thing. It's a covenantal. But a covenantal thing. So when you're talking about even living the abundant life through a new and better covenant or a new and better age that we're in.
0: Right. Well, even Paul, in Hebrews, he said, God, who at sundry times, times past, spoke to us in through by the prophets, hath, past tense, in these last days. He called his day the last days. Peter in Acts chapter 2 said, This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, that in the last days he calls his day the last days john said little children we know that it is the last time because antichrist is already on the scene and i said it like this that was before osama obama chelsea's mama or the last trump My goodness. and so uh but they called their day the last days and what it, if you just consider the possibility when you look into these texts it's not talking about the last days of this age. It's talking about the last days of the old covenant age. And Jesus himself said in Matthew 24, all the things that he prophesied would occur, verse 34, in verse 34 of Matthew 24, would occur. But this generation will not pass, Jesus said, until all this has been fulfilled. And when you start seeing what was passing, again, right. was not a global collapse or a cosmic collapse. It was an end of a covenant. That's why we're still... 2020 preaching a mixture of long graces because we don't know that world of Judaism ended with the destruction of the temple in AD 70 mm-hmm. and the power of the holy people was broken and the elements melted with a fervent heat when Titus and the Roman armies burnt the city to the ground and God Brought the new temple and a new people, and it's a new day.
1: But Dr. Hiles, look at how bad things are. Look at what's going on. I mean, don't you watch the news, Dr. Hiles? I mean, don't you see what's happening? I mean, I mean, it's coming to the end.
0: Well, that's what they say. But if you read, again, those, the, even those signs that he says, I, I showed this in one of the morning sessions we were in, that all of these signs, the, the wars, the famines, the pestilence, they'll deliver you up to be killed. That was all stuff that happened within the first century. Now, I'm not saying we don't suffer persecution, but I'm going to tell you, I believe that we're going through some of the things we're going through because of bad theology. whether it's bad theology with religion and law or bad theology because of bad eschatology. And we we seem to have a doomsday mentality. And I think we need to lose our last day mentality and get a new day mentality and start preaching a victorious eschatology as well as a victorian triumph in Jesus because I really think we win. I think the devil's defeated. I think Jesus is Lord. I believe Adam is dead. And I believe Jesus is seated on the throne.
1: That is good news. Wow. And if if you want to go a little deeper in this stuff, um what is your website
0: and Mine is www.linhiles.com. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and all your books, even your new Everything stuff Everything is on that website. And even it's even for- some stuff on revelation yeah. and
0: We have an entire playlist if you go to my website, in the upper right-hand corner, yeah. there is a direct link to our YouTube channel, to our iTunes podcast, to our RSS feed for Android. It's just click on it. It'll take you directly there. And we did the entire book of Revelation that's on there for free. We did, a, if you want to start somewhere, start with, I just go to my YouTube channel yeah. and type in webinar. Okay. And the four-series webinar is a good introduction to this. I did it and it's been viewed over 14,000 times and i believe that would be a good place to start
1: so before we go we're leaving we're done but would you just speak a word of encouragement over those that are listening that have just been overwhelmed with fear and anxiety
0: consumed by everything going on right now encourage them what do they do father we serve bread and wine right now we don't serve fear and torment we don't just we don't serve the same old rehash stuff that's causing people to be full of fear, and hearts failing for fear, we serve bread and wine, the new covenant. We believe a line has been drawn in the sand where we're either going to be a Melchizedek priest serving bread and wine or we're going to be Levitical, we're going to serve the old stuff of the law. We, we believe, God, that you are raising up some new covenant prophets that aren't prophesying doom and despair. You're raising up some new covenant prophets that are going to prophesy the good news so i pray for a peace that passes understanding as a revelation of jesus and his finished work and that there is good news for today will give people peace who are being tormented by the fear and anxiety that many times even comes from religion so i pray for peace right now and joy you said before you departed my peace i bequeath unto you not as the world gives but my own peace i give Mm. so we receive that right now in jesus name amen
1: Thank you, Dr. Lynn Hiles, for being with me for two weeks. If you missed episode, uh, let's see, what was episode eight, I guess, last time. Yeah. Eight last time you were with me. We talked a little bit. And uh, again, if you're listening on Apple Podcast, Spotify, the Calvary app, if you don't have the Calvary app, download it. Go to the App Store, one word, Calvary Church CC. Watching on YouTube. Stay connected with me even on social media at ben w daily make sure you're following and and post you know post something talk to me i want to connect with you um i post highlights some of my favorite moments and uh, and then make sure to review leave a review leave five stars i i just want to know you out there that you you're grabbing hold of this goodness and 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 that is changing your life. I want to know that this good news is changing the way you see life. And so I hope you've enjoyed the last couple of weeks. We've been talking about living the abundant life through a new and better covenant. The great I am. That's it. The book is called The Great I Am. That's right. Dr. Lynn, I've enjoyed having you. Good to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you all for being with me. See you next time on the podcast. Hey, what is up? McKay is here, and I'm one of the pastors here at Calvary. I wanted to come on here quickly and invite all pastors and leaders to check out GCCM, Gospel Circle of Churches and Ministries. We love what's happening, and it's really a dream come true. Join us to have access to monthly connect calls, staff connects, gospel circles, new covenant worship, our message series, graphics, the custom GCCM app, and more. Make sure you check out GCCM.cc today.